Hey everyone. Alright, game four just ended and I think it went exactly how I predicted it would. So it's 2-2 now, going back to Phoenix. And, you know, I just want to talk about some of the things that stuck out from this game and why, like, you know, the Bucks won, you know, why the Suns lost, why, you know, if you're the, if you're the Suns, you can be happy. You can, you can uh, not overreact to this game going forward. And why, if you're the Bucks, you can be like, oh, you know what? We, we, we can win the series now and be happy going forward. So my main takeaways from this game, the first one that stuck out was, oh my God, I can't believe Devin Booker didn't foul out. This man had 11 fouls in this game. 11 fouls at least in this game. The one on, the one on Drew Holiday where he hugged him in midair, I can't, I... I, I was in my I was in my room watching it and I was just jumping up and down. I'm like what the fuck is going on here? This reminded me of like one time I think LeBron just kept getting away with fouls. So what he it was I think it was the, I think it was a regular season game though, and he just like the next foul would be like even more absurd than the last one. It wasn't quite that in this game. Like I love the fouls didn't get more and more absurd. I feel like. On the Drew one, he didn't realize, oh, shit, I have five fouls. Then the next one, the Middleton one, where then he tried being like, oh, I went vertical. But like, no, you didn't. You went vertical at, the, at first, but then you went forward. That's a foul. Middleton ended up on the goddamn floor. No call once again. So when Devin Booker drove, I think it was like a four point, maybe a four or six. I can't remember exactly right now. So when he drove to the basket at the end and PJ got, like PJ kind of like pushed him like a tiny, tiny bit and they didn't call it. I was like, all right, good. You know, I'm, I was happy that the Bucks won this game just because <clears throat> Devin Booker had no business being in that game. He fouled out. And, you know, people can be like, oh, but what's the big deal? You know, Drew missed it. Giannis got the, Giannis got the offensive rebound and he put it up. So, like, who cares? It's like, no, 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 no. It should have been foul, Drew gets free throws, and Devin Booker is out of the game. Devin Booker was the only one for the Suns that like, really had anything going. Um, the other thing was, um, all right, let's just stick with Devin, I guess. He had a huge game. You know, He was disappointing in the game three. Obviously, got benched for the entire fourth quarter. You know, people like Monty and them were talking about, oh, you know, he just, like, we had to rest him because he was, you know, He's, he's just off tonight, so let's rest him and, you know, we'll, we'll try game four and that'll be the game. And you know what? For three quarters, they were right. In the fourth quarter, he didn't have a great fourth quarter. I think he only scored four points on like two for six shooting, two for seven shooting. Um, missed a layup. That would have made it a two-point game. And um, overall, I just thought... And, but the only bad thing about this game was I don't think he was playmaking. Like, it definitely looked like... Like, the shots that he made were contested shots that... That you're like, okay, yeah, he made them, but it's also like, there, you know, there's some people open on those. And it caught up to him in the end. Like, he took, like, two, like, just absurd shots in the fourth quarter where I think one was Connington just all over him. He needed to pass that one out. I can't remember the other one right now, but I definitely remember twice being like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And um, 
So, like, it, he definitely looked like in a score-first mentality. That's what he had tonight, which is fine. Like, I don't really have a big problem with that. Like, if the finals, you had a horrible game, and, you know, you kinda, you're kind of you hot. Because I think at one point he was, like, 15 for 22 or something. So, you know, he was on fire, and you're a star. You get to do that type of stuff. But I still think there were a couple times where he could have made the play for someone else. Um... And defensively, I thought he was pretty bad. I thought he was over-aggressive. I thought because he was over-aggressive, he wasn't in great position to help and switch. And it led to the five fouls, and that's the reason that, like, that's the reason they lost, because this was supposed to be a game where Devin Booker plays 45 minutes. Instead, he plays 38 minutes, I believe, because he's in foul trouble. So, like, you know, I, um, in the fourth quarter, he was on the bench until, like, the six-minute mark because of that. And then when he came in, he fouled immediately, which didn't get called, which is fucking absurd. Like, if I was Drew Holiday, like, I don't, I, I actually think NBA players sometimes, like, they go overboard with, like, the calls and shit. Because it's like, okay, bro, it's game 63 of, like, the regular season. You don't have to, like, go in nuclear on the referee because they miss, like, a region foul. But, like, things like the Drew Holiday thing. If I were Drew, I would legit just be screaming at the ref, the, the sideline ref that, you know, was running with them. I can't, I don't know these, I, I honestly don't know the referee's names, like, unless they're in the news for something. So I don't know what the fuck his name was, but, like, I would have been yelling all type of stuff, fuck you, fuck you. I, would, I just would have been yelling fuck you to him all the way down the court, all the way down the court. So, you know, Devin had a, Devin was really good, like, it, I can't diminish that, but I will say one thing. 40 points is not 40 points anymore. Like, because, like, people... Because Giannis had their back-to-back 40-point games. And people were like, oh, well, Kobe only has one. This guy only has one. You know, Kevin Durant doesn't have any. Steph doesn't have any. Well, with the Steph and Katie... Yeah, Steph and Katie thing, they were just so loaded offensively. They didn't need to do the 40. Although, I do think... I think... I, I do think Kevin Durant has a 40-point game. I definitely remember him having a 40-point finals game. Yeah, I definitely remember. I know he has... Okay, so he has one. I don't think he has two, though. I think he was just consistent with, like, 30 to, like, 37 points. I don't think he... I don't think he... Yeah, so he was just a consistent 30 to 35. He just didn't reach the 40-point mark, I suppose. Um, but my point with that was, like, people are like, oh, Kobe only has this many. This guy only has this many. It's like... Well, it's a different game now. So... You know, like, if you look at the old, like, the 2010 finals, like, you look at those box scores, like, if Kobe was scoring 40 points, he would have been scoring, like, half their points. You know what I mean? So he would have been been scoring half their points. Now you look at the last game where Giannis scored 40. The Bucs scored, what, 120 points? So he only scored, what, 30% of their points? So it's, like, it's not the same. Like, the scoring so much higher, so many more scoring opportunities. And not even just scoring opportunities, but more, I would say, efficient scoring opportunities. You know, back then it was like, no, we're taking this many shots. We're taking them from these inefficient areas, and you have to make it work. So, like, that was just my thing, where it's like, 40 points is not 40 points anymore. And that's why, like, if you look at like historically just you look at 03 and like now 
you look at the 2000s LeBron, and you look at right now LeBron, like his points per game doesn't go up because he still plays at a, like per 100 has gone up like slightly, slightly, slightly. Like year by year it's gone up slightly because, you know, the game's gotten more efficient. But if you look at his scoring average, he's always in that, you know, 25 to 30 area. And the reason for that, he just plays a slow game. So if you go like per 100, it looks better. But he's never going to have like these scoring outbursts where it's, like he does, but like it's not the same. Like I just think there's so many different ways teams play now. Like they have the teams that are the up and down teams, um, you know, shooting threes and all that stuff. And, you know, I just, I just think that, that's just my thing. I just don't like these records. And, like, these stats where it's like, oh, this guy has more forward. Like, I just think it's unfair to, like, the players beforehand. I think the better way would to do it would be, like, look up how many, like, the percentage of points this guy scored for his team and this guy scored for his team. Because if you look at 09 Kobe, I bet you he averaged, he, he scored more percentage of his team's points than Giannis has these playoffs. For, not these uh, finals. Probably the playoffs too, but like these finals in particular. I'm just talking about like the finals for right now. And um, yeah, so like Devin Booker, great game. He was amazing to watch. A lot of tough shots. Uh, the other thing was um, Middleton. Middleton, like he was having an okay game, like pretty like volume scoring wise. He's like a volume scorer tonight. Like I'm sure the game's gonna look much better uh, at the end. Because he got the free throws at the end, so that just like boosts the efficiency. But I think he had what did he had forty? I think he had forty. But he made some clutch, clutch, clutch shots down the stretch. You know, he made the 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 shot with two minutes left to tie the game. Then he made another tough shot to give them the lead, and that was essentially not game over, but like that was like the deciding factor. So, you know, Middleton's been huge these playoffs. Like, I've been a big fan of Middleton. I've talked about this a a long time. You know, I've always felt a little bad for him just because Giannis isn't a traditional number one scoring option. Like, he's obviously a superstar. Like, Giannis, that is. He's obviously a superstar. But he's not a traditional number one scoring option. So, you know, Middleton, he's the perimeter number one scoring option for them then. So, like, it's... They, like, teams load up on him even more so he's getting the number one attention when really he should be getting the number two attention but you know he's come through so many times these playoffs you look against you get you look against like right from the start game one against miami he hits he hits the game winner and then the brooklyn series game three he was amazing game four he was really good um other game game five he was real no no not game five game six he was really good and uh, game seven, he made some clutch shots and he guarded KD at the end and had him go 0 for 6 in the overtime. So, and then against Atlanta, game three, he was amazing. Game six, he was amazing. So, like, and now he's been amazing again. Like, like they needed him to come through tonight, and he did. So, you know, his game's, like, really good. I think he's a true number two scoring option. A true, true number two option. Like, he, he might be on the lower tier of them, but I think he's a true, like, second guy. He just might be, like, the lowest of the second guys. Um, this was a Chris Middleton game, and I think he has w- at least, at least one more Chris Middleton game in him. At least one more Chris Middleton game. So, 
I had the Bucks. I had, I had the Suns in six. I'm trying not to overreact. I'm trying not to. Because I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to switch my picks to like Bucks and six or, you know, make this a seven game series, but it might like, it might be a seven game series. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is Giannis and his defense and like how he's accepted his new role. Like I, you know, people have talked about, oh, has Giannis ascended to a new level as a player because of how, you know, he doesn't look like past Giannis where you know, he was kind of timid and, you know, not as efficient as he was in the regular season. So has he ascended to a new level? And my thing with that is, as a player, I don't think he's gotten better. And I'm not, as a player, I don't think he's gotten better. I think, I, I, you know what, hold on, let me say that, let me say that a different way. In terms of skill development, I don't think he's gotten better. But he's gotten better as a basketball mind and player because he's turned himself into a true big man. Because now he's he's turned into into an Anthony Davis type player who can ball handle even a little bit more, and he's and who can push in transition better, much better actually. And defensively, I feel like they're probably the same. They're probably like almost like the same level of defense. And um, is probably a better rim protector. Giannis is a little better on the perimeter. And, you know, I think he's a better help defender. I think, um, yeah, I think that's probably right. Like, if you wanted to argue who's better on defense, I, I feel like if you're arguing Giannis and AD, you can't really go wrong with either. Like, if you're talking about their defense, there's really no fuck you if you think Giannis is a better defender. Fuck you if you think Anthony Davis is a better defender. I think it's like, oh, you think AD is a better defender? All right, I can, I can see where you can, I can see how you came up with that. Um, so yeah, he's become like an Anthony Davis type of offensive player, except he doesn't, you know, pick and pop. You know, he's essentially pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. And he's also become a lot like a Draymond type um, with the dribble handoffs. You know, a lot of times now, instead of shooting the three, he'll be like, no, 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 someone come up. Uh, we're going to do a dribble handoff right now. They're too far off. Let's do a dribble handoff real quick. And uh, you got to give uh, DeAndre Ayn some credit, too, because he's definitely made it tough on Giannis. Um, you know, last game, Giannis was huge, but it wasn't... It was Like, I imagine some of it was on Ayn for sure. Maybe he just had a hot game. But like, Ayn's definitely done a good job on him. He's... He's been strong enough to keep him in front, and he's been, you know, quick on his feet. Uh, so, you know, he's done a pretty good job on him. Um, but, yeah, so Giannis' defense, like, the, the shot block that he had with a minute left where I think he was either tied or they were up to. I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember which one it was. But... I'm just trying to remember right now. I think it was 99-99. I believe that's what it was. Middleton had just tied it and the Suns had the ball. Devin Booker running a pick and roll. DeAndre in free for a lob. Booker throws a pretty good pass. And Giannis, he's at like the free throw line. And his recovery time was just insane on that. For him to get there and block that, that was insane. That was insane. There's only, there's probably like, seven eight guys in nba history that could have done that 
And as a LeBron guy, I don't know if he's one of them. I think LeBron would have just I think LeBron would have just played it better because Giannis got way too up high. And maybe Giannis, I think LeBron I think LeBron wouldn't have couldn't have made that play. What he could have done was he could have gotten in the way and made Aiden catch the ball in the air and not try to dunk it, but instead try to like throw up like a hook shot over him. But what Giannis did was he went from the free throw line to near like the like the the in the paint circle, the uh, under the rim circle, and he jumped up and he blocked that. And if you go through NBA history, there's probably only I would say a handful of guys that could have done that. So you just go through history. Bill Russell would have done that. Uh, Kareem would have done that. I don't think Will could have done that. I just don't think he moved like. Like, obviously, Will was fast, but he wasn't quick. So, Kareem could have done that. Ooh. Keep going. I'm just going through my head real quick. Hakeem could have done that. David Robinson could have done that. That's four guys. I don't think Pippen could have done that. I really don't. Um, Because if you look at where he met in at the rim, like, it was way above the rim. So, I don't know if... I don't think Pippen could have done that. Uh, Kevin Garnett could have done that. So what's that? Five guys. Ooh. I don't think Dwight could have done that. I just don't think he moved quick enough. Especially to like, like what what they did was like, Giannis met Devin Booker off that screen, and then he then he ran back and did. I don't think Dwight could have done that. Dwight would have just been like giving five feet of space to Devin, and would have been an open jumper instead. So it's not the exact same play. Um, it wouldn't have been the exact same play. Um, who else could have done it? Uh, maybe, maybe AD. I think AD could have done it. I think Anthony Davis could have done it. So that's what six guys. So I have Russell, Kareem, Hakeem, David Robinson, KG, Anthony Davis. So there's six other guys in NBA history that could have made that play. That was one of the most incredible plays you'll ever see in the NBA Finals. Um... So yeah, that was the other one. The, um, right, but let's talk about why the Bucks won and why the Suns lost. The Bucks had 17, 17, counted, 17 offensive rebounds. 17. 17 extra shots or like 17 extra possessions. That's what they had. They had five turnovers. That's insane. Like a game with five turnovers, that's a damn near perfect game. So they had 17 offensive rebounds, only five turnovers. Uh, the Suns had only five offensive rebounds, and they had 17 turnovers. This is a team that does not turn the ball over. Chris Paul teams do not turn the ball over. And what did they do tonight? Chris Paul by himself had as many turnovers as the Bucks did. That's what he did. Chris Paul by himself had as many turnovers as the Bucks did. They shot 50% from the field, and they still lost because of the turnovers, because of the offensive rebounding. The Bucks ended up having, I believe, 19 more shot attempts and probably even more possessions because, you know, they got to the, like, you can look at the shot attempts, but they also had, like, free throws don't count as shot attempts, right? So they also had, like, seven more free throws, seven, eight more free throws. So, like, they really had, like, 22, 23 more shot attempts than the Suns did. And that's game over right there. Like, the, if you look at the Bucks shooting, they shot, like, ass. It was 40%. Then I think they went... Whatever the fuck, 7-4, like 30 is from 3. I don't know what the fuck that is, like 25%. 
And I'm not even sure if they made their free throws that well. So, you know, the Bucks shot 40%, 25%, and whatever the fuck they shot from the free throw line. But they still won because they almost had 100 shot attempts to the Suns almost just like 80 shot attempts. That's why they won. That was game over right there. And the Bucks have, like, if you're, and if you're looking forward, oh, one more thing I have to talk about. The Drew Holiday, I still think is being a little too aggressive when you're not having a good game. He went four for 20. He had, you know, he obviously got the rebounds. He got the assists. He played, he, he had Chris Paul and Alcatraz. Um, like, he, he was just hounding Chris Paul. Hounding Chris Paul. So, and I think, I think he, I think his intimidation factor probably led to that last Chris Paul turnover. So, that was one thing. Actually, one more thing I have to talk about. The refereeing. So, I talked about the Devin Booker one. But then at the end, so they missed the Giannis call where Giannis inbounded the ball when he wasn't even out of bounds. So, they missed that. Second, they called a foul on either Chris Paul or Cam Johnson when they didn't even fucking foul because I guess they thought, oh, you know, they're probably going to foul because at the end of the game, they have to foul. They didn't even fucking foul. And, you know, you can hear Chris Paul talking about, you know, we didn't even fucking foul him. We were trapping him. We didn't, like, they did not foul him and they called it because the referees are fucking idiots. So that didn't call. And, like, I was happy, I guess, I suppose happy that the P.J. Tucker little push on Devin Booker didn't get called. But that was a foul. That should have been called. Like, obviously, I was okay with it because Devin Booker shouldn't have been in the fucking game. But they missed that call. Like, that was a call that they missed. So the referees were absolutely garbage. And the one... I'm, I'm dead serious. The one that did the Devin Booker, you know, essentially bear-hugging Drew Holiday in midair, the one who missed that call, they need to check that guy's bank account history. Because that was fucking insane. There was not a thing... Like, Stevie Wonder could have seen that. You know, Ray Charles could have seen that. Like, what the fuck is this? You're doing this in the NBA Finals? And it's not like he didn't have an angle. He was like... He had like the perfect angle to see it. And the, the, the most absurd thing about that was Devin Booker. So they called a timeout. The, Sun, the Suns got the... No, no. Yeah, the Suns brought the ball up and they called a timeout. And Devin Booker went to the fucking referee like, that was a jump ball, right? That was a jump ball. Are you fucking high? What the fuck are you talking about? That was so insane. Devin Booker, yeah, that was a jump ball. You know, the clean play, clean play, right? Right? It's like, no, man. I just let you get away with a foul. Go to your, go, stop attracting, attra- uh, stop a- attracting attention to this and go to the bench. I got the check already, man. You sent me the check. I didn't call the foul. Go to your bench. Stop making like such a big deal about this. And I won't call the next one either. Don't worry. So it's like, Devin Booker needs to be arrested for that. Devin Booker needs to be arrested for not understanding that that was a foul. And he needs to play, like, you get away with that foul, you need to play that better. You have to like, divert the attention away from that as quickly as possible instead of going to the referee and being like yeah that was a jump ball right it's a clean play no no that was not a clean play and the worst shit is so like in the um, two minute report that's not gonna come up because I think it was like 
a little above the two-minute report. So, like, the Suns fan, oh, yeah, they missed the Giannis call. You know, they called a foul on us. You know, they missed the PJ on Devin Fall. Like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. The two-minute report should not even be a thing, honestly. Like, that helps no one. Absolutely no one. Because the game's already done, so it's like, what the fuck? Who cares? Who? What was I talking about? Oh, so the, the Bucks had 17 offensive rebounds, only five turnovers. The Suns had 17 turnovers, five offensive rebounds. So it was essentially the reverse of one another. Um, and that was the game, honestly. Like, that was the game right there. You turn the ball over, like, four times less, and you probably win that game. Um, you allow two, three less offensive rebounds, you probably win that game. And um, so if, if you're... And let's talk about Chris Paul for a little bit, too. I think that was one of the worst Chris Paul games I've ever seen. Like, that looked like Chris Paul with the broken... Like, not the broken, like the dislocated shoulder that we saw in the Lakers series. That's what that looked like tonight. Except he was actually turning the ball over. I don't think he was doing that against the Lakers. That Like, the Lakers, you know, dislocated shoulder, Chris Paul probably would have won this game for them. That's That's just how bad Chris Paul was tonight. And if you so if you're the Suns and you're going forward, what you're looking at is you know, we, offensively we weren't that bad. We shot fifty percent. Um, we still didn't make a lot of threes. And the weird thing about the Suns is, well, it's not that weird because you look at the players that they have, like Chris Paul and Devin Booker and even DeAndre Ayton a little bit. Actually, like let's just talk, let's just stick with the two guard. Like they're they're uh, mid range jump shooters. So like Booker tonight. You know, 28 shots and what, like, most of them were in the paint and mid-range jumpers. He only took three threes. Uh, Chris Paul, only two threes. Mikel Bridges, like, another one where, like, you know, I've talked about this before. I just, I just don't know how much money he's going to get. Because it's like, you give, you give us seven points, five rebounds. You take two threes. So it's like, like, what, what, do, what am I supposed to make of that? Uh, the only one that actually, like, takes threes for them is Jay Crowder because he's a chucker. But, like, he's been making them recently. He didn't make a lot tonight, but, like, he got fouled on a... I think he got fouled on one. I believe he got fouled on one. So, like, he's essentially four for ten, not three for nine, but whatever. Uh, the only one that takes them is him and um, Cam Johnson and Campaign. Like, they're the only ones that take them. And tonight, like, for what their bench is... For what their bench is. Right now with like a depleted bench. They got a pretty good production out of them. They got what? What is that? 23 points off of their bench? Like that's not bad. Uh, but actually I want to stick to the Chris Paul thing even more. Because when Chris Paul has a game like this. Where, he's so, where his mid-range jumper is not going. He's not taking a lot of threes. Like you have to take some threes. Can you do that? And he's turning the ball over. That means DeAndre Ayn's not going to eat either. And DeAndre Aiden did not eat. He, had, he obviously had the rebounding and he was great defensively. Uh, good passing the ball. But, like, he only had six points. He had six points. And that's all, that's mainly because uh, Chris Paul, like, he can't get him the ball. Like, if that mid-range jumper is working, now now it, that pick and roll just becomes way more deadly. And De, uh, DeAndre Aiden can get, like, the shots that he wants at the rim. You know, a lot more, a lot easier shots. So, you know, I have to give him that. I, no, no, not give him that. I'm just saying, like, when Chris Paul has a bad game, it usually 
leads to like DeAndre A not having a great game either. And that was that was my whole thing with like the offensive thing with DeAndre A, where it's like, yo, why do we have to set you up for ninety percent of your shots? Can you can we give you the ball and you go do something with it? Like, why does everything have to be a setup with you? Whew. Other than that, like. So if you're the Suns fan, what you have to do is we're a low turnover team and we turned it over 17 times. That's not going to happen again. Uh, we only took 23 threes. That's probably not going to happen. You're probably going to take more than that. Like the shots that we got were good. Chris Paul had an awful game. Uh, because Chris Paul had an awful game, Deion Rain had an awful game. That's not going to happen again. They combined for 16 points. That's not going to happen again. Chris Paul had five turn- turnovers. That's not going to happen again. Um... So, you know, they have a lot going for them. And they only lost by six, even with all that. They had 17 turnovers. They gave up 17 offensive rebounds. They had 19 less shot attempts. They had, what, uh, 10 less free throws. And they lost by six fucking points. So, like, if you're the Suns, you you have to be looking at all that like, oh, okay, we played an awful game. Like, obviously, Booker was amazing. But we played an awful game. And I think Booker, next game, he's not going to be 42, but I think he's going to be better. He's not going to be better, but, like, He's going to give them, like, the 30-ish points. But I just think DeAndre Ayn's going to be better. Chris Paul's going to be better. And because Chris Paul is better, DeAndre Ayn's going to score more. And Mikel Bridges is going to get some shots up, shots up as well. And what they're going to do most importantly is... Okay, and the other thing you have to be proud of if you're the Suns... They play tremendous defense. Like, defensively, they were amazing. The buck shot forty percent, twenty four percent, and they got the they got the free throws at the end. But like that's not like a big deal. They got like th- those are like end of the game free throws, like whatever. But you know, and the and the Bucks are a high turnover team. Not not a high turnover team actually, but they only had five turnovers. That's not usually what they do. They're usually like the ten to twelve area. So, you know, you play tremendous defense. You just have to clean up a little things, and you probably win that game. Like they should have won that game. But if you're the Bucks, you have to think, all right, Chris Middleton got a little bit of his groove. Giannis is still dominating. He's not getting the shot attempts like he did. We get three days off. Giannis gets even healthier. He gets fresher. And since we're an offensive rebounding attacking team, we're a pain attacking team, we need those days off, and they're about to get those days off. They're getting two days off again, I believe. Um, the other thing is you have to be happy with the job Drew Holiday has done on Chris Paul. He's cutting off the head of that snake. And you have to be like, oh, no, so we have a guy that can just cut off their offense. Like, Devin can get his own shot, but, like, Chris Paul is really what gets everyone else going and what makes the team function. And we have Drew Holiday just hounding him. So, you know, Drew Holiday had three steals, and, you know, he was really good this game. Defensively, I thought he was amazing. Um... And what you also have to be looking forward to is... Alright, Bobby Portis went one for six. And, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brooke Lopez missed all of his threes. Oh, we shot 40% from the field, 25% from three. Drew Holiday missed five of his threes. He went four for 20. That's not going to happen again. Like, Drew, Drew's up and down, but he's not down, down, and then down again. Except for the Brooklyn series. But, like, that was only one series, whatever. But I fully expect next game to be a Giannis 34, 15, and 5. And Drew to get 20 at least. And Middleton to be in like that 25 to 28 area. So if you're the Bucks fans, you have to be like, 
<clears throat> yeah, they like the Suns played an awful game. We played an amazing, you know, uh, controlling the ball type of uh, game. But we also had things that we can look to and be like, yeah, we can replicate that. And like I've been talking, I, I, I'm gonna keep talking about it. It's all about what you think can be replicated and what cannot be replicated. So if you're the Suns, you have to be like DeAndre in. Chris Paul, Mikel, they're not going to have this type of game again. We're not going to turn the ball over that many times. If you're the if you're the Bucks fan, you have to be like, yeah, we can definitely see Drew Holiday, you know, hounding Chris Paul again. We can definitely see that. We can definitely see our small lineup, which really isn't that small cuz Giannis is like 7 fucking feet tall and you know, uh PJ Tucker is really a power forward. Um Chris Middleton is like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, Drew's pretty big. Content's like 6'5". So it's like, it's not that small. But like, it's called a small lineup because you don't have like the center in. But that lineup where it's Drew, Middleton, Connington, Giannis, PJ. Like, that's a tough lineup to score on. So, they, they have to be like, oh, you know what? They're going to continue to struggle scoring against us. And they're probably right. Like, they are going to continue to struggle. So, I don't know how I feel about the series entirely. Like, I'm having fun watching it. Like, these last two games have been fun. The last three, really, have been really fun to watch. So, you know, I'm happy about the fun, the finals being good. And, um, and lastly, so today we got two big pieces of information. Two pretty big, honestly. One, one is, like, humongous news. And the second one, we kind of already knew, but, like, it was being denied. But now it, now it feels more confirmed. And the first one I want to talk about is obviously the big one. And that is uh, Kawhi Leonard. He had a partially torn ACL, which I feel like we, most of the people knew because when it first got reported, like, when Shams did it, they did say, like, it's like an ACL injury, right? And then the Clippers were like, no, 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 it's a, it's a sprain, it's a sprain, don't worry, it's nothing, it's nothing. Which, it seems pretty clear now that they were just doing that to, like, trick their opponents. Like, oh, you know, he might be coming back. Oh, you know, he might be a, you know, game-time decision on uh, game six, you know. Just watch out, Kawhi's coming back, you know, he's looking better. It's like, oh, this man hasn't even been, like, around the team. And that made sense. Like, he might have been talking to the people because that's what... You know, the Clippers kept telling us, like, hey, you know, he's around the team. He's doing this and this and that. You know, he's practicing with the team. And it's like, oh, oh, he actually wasn't. He wasn't doing anything. And, well, he, he like, obviously, he could have been, like, telling them, hey, you know, you guys got this. Do this. Do that. Uh, but, you know, it makes more sense why during the games he was always on the box, in the box, you know, just sitting down and, like, and... You know, I was reading up on it, and from what I read, that it's a, it's a, I think, because he got the surgery on it, so I heard it's a nine-month recovery period, and what I, what I read was nine-month recovery period, but even longer than that to, like, get back to your pre, like, injury self, like, to get, like, to feel like your complete self, um, and, you know, I'm just thinking about it because the next NBA schedule is going to be coming. It's like it's going to go back to the regular stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, like the NBA finals usually by now are already done. Like I remember like they're probably done by like June 20, 25th at the most. 
So nine months from now, that would be like the start of the playoffs. And, you know, hopefully, like, what? I, there's two things I don't understand about this. Well, two or three, maybe, I guess. The one I didn't understand was, like, the competitive edge part. I just... I just don't understand that one because they were playing Utah and Utah had already beat them twice when Kawhi was playing. So they already had their game plan for when Kawhi was playing. You know, and then when Kawhi's not playing, their game plan was just something else. With the Clip, I mean, with the Suns, you know, they, their game plan, I, I can't imagine how much it really changed where they had to be like, oh, you know, Kawhi might be coming back, he might not be. I just don't know how much it was going to change. And, you know, if they made the finals, this man has a fucking play. And if he, okay, like, if the Clippers, I mean, the yeah, the Clippers won game six, then they won game seven against the Suns, and they made the finals, we would have known that Kawhi Leonard's not playing because this man, they said he was going to be a game-time decision for game six. And if he didn't play game six, and he then didn't play game seven, we know this man's not coming back. It's serious. So it's not, it wouldn't have helped them in the finals either. So, like, that that I don't understand. The other thing I don't understand is why didn't he get the surgery as soon as, like, they found out it was a partially torn ACL? Like, why, why did he wait until now? So, it's been, what, at least two, three weeks? At least, at least a month, honestly. Probably a month since, yeah, because he got injured in game four of the Utah series. And... They had two more games, and they had six games against the Suns. It's been three games of the finals, and some of the like it was a long layoff as well. So it's been it's probably probably been like a month, right? Like four or five weeks. So why did you just get the surgery now? This could have been like a much quicker uh, uh, recovery program for him, and he could have been back like a month before the playoffs, and like he could have been ready to go. But now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think, like, I don't think he's going to play next year. Like, there's no way you just come back during the playoffs and, like, get ready to play. Oh, yeah, we're going to go play in the West. Because, he, like, he's playing in the West. So you're going to, like, if you make the playoffs, firstly, if you make the playoffs, because I'm not sure Paul George and Marcus Morris and Zubak and if Ibaka comes by him, Pat Bev, Terrence, man, these guys are good enough to make the fucking playoffs. I don't think they are. In the West, no way. Yeah, especially with the Warriors coming back. Especially with, uh, you know, the Grizzlies getting better and healthier with uh, Triple J being completely back next year. So, like, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. And, like, the Warriors had Steph fucking Curry and Draymond Green, and they didn't make the playoffs. So, like, I don't know if Paul George himself can just do it. So, like, it might just be a wasted year next year. And if you're Kawhi, like, you probably have to sign the long-term deal now because because I'm not, because you actually get more years and more money this way. And if you go with another team, it's less years, less money. So you just, like, get 40 mil this year just to, like, this upcoming year just to, like, chill. And on top of that, like, Kawhi's not young. He's like 30. He's probably like 29, 30 now. Paul George is what, 31, 32? Like, that's just like, that's just going to be another wasted year. This has just been a disaster for them. Like a complete, complete disaster. 
And, you know, Kawhi in the playoffs, he was looking like a monster. You know, he, he his offense production-wise, that was the, probably the best he's ever looked. And, um, you know, I'm not sure he had a claim for best player in the world just because KD was still playing. And I think KD is probably a little bit better, just a tiny bit better. And LeBron is still like, a healthy LeBron to me is still the best player in the planet. On the planet? In the planet? He's not... Not in the planet, he's on the planet. Um, because I just think what, like LeBron does the, I'm gonna get my team 30, like 25 to 35 points, but then he also does like the James Harden, Luca thing where it's like, I'm gonna bring the ball up every possession if I need to. Like, that's something that Kawhi and KD don't do. Like, they can bring it up, but they're not natural, like, playmakers. You know what I mean? They play make off scoring. LeBron's just like a natural playmaker and like, you know, that, that's kind of like when uh, the, the Nets were assembled, like James Harden was like the MVP guy for that team because it was like, he's the guy that has the ball. He's, he's going to get Kyrie his shot. He's going to get Katie his shots. He's going to get Joe Harris his shots. He's going to get Claxton his shots. And then he, on top of that, he's also going to score 25 to 35 points like himself. And I think one for one, if like I've talked about this before, one for one, just one for one. Those players are more valuable than like us, KD and Kawhi. But I think if you can build a team, like if I get to build a team around them, I still think I would take KD and Kawhi over like a James Harden. And probably even a Luka. Probably a Luka. I'm not sure about Luka. Luka's a fucking beast. Luka's just a monster. Um... So yeah, like I feel, I feel, I don't know how to feel about it. Like it's, I've enjoyed, like last year I enjoyed hating the Clippers just because they were so, like they, they had, they had so much arrogance about them for a team that hadn't won any single thing. Like they won absolutely nothing. And like Patrick Beverly was talking all this shit. Paul George was talking all this shit. Like Marcus Morris was talking all this shit. It's like, okay guys. All right. Lou and Harold, they were talking shit. It's like, all right. All right. We'll see. You guys haven't done anything. You know that, right? Like, you know Lou Will is an absolutely awful playoff performer. Like, we know that, right? Paul George has, like, been pretty bad in the playoffs year in, year out since he left the Pacers. Not like, not awful. I guess he wasn't that bad in the Portland series. But, like, he hasn't been amazing or, like, really good. And this year, honestly, he got a lot of credit for just doing what he should have been doing, which is, like, what I trust Paul George now with is having a high floor. Because if you look at his playoff stats, like, they're still not that, like, amazing or anything. Like, they were they're fine. They weren't amazing. Like, it, it, like, if you really break it down and you don't compare it to his other playoffs, and you just compare it, like, you just look at his stats and go, okay, that's Paul George, that's what he did. No, no, you, t- you take away Paul George's name. You just say that's a star player. That's a star player. And you give them their stats... It would be like, yeah, it was, it was okay. It wasn't great. But since he was so bad the years prior, especially the year prior, like directly the year prior, you look at that season and you're like, oh my God, it was amazing. But all he did was show me that he can have a high floor, which is what you want. Like when, when you have a bad game, you cannot be two for 14 for seven points. That, like if you're the second best player on the team, that cannot be your bad game where it's like oh you know what my shot didn't go all right too bad 
no, no, your bad game has to be, you know, four for 16, but you get to the line 10 times. Like, you still have to get some buckets in there. Like, you still have to find a way to stuff the stat sheet. And that's why he did uh, these playoffs. We're like, he still had a high floor even when he didn't have good games. Whew. So, I, I, I don't, I, I really don't think he's going to come back next year. Because if he does, like, it's so, it's so wild just to be like, all right, let, oh, we got the seven or eight seed. Now we're going we're gonna to have to play 40 straight minutes against, you know, the Lakers or the Warriors or the Nuggets. It's like, all right, awesome. Uh, the other news is the something that I guess we should have all, we already knew like it was going to happen even though like the 76 had denied it. And it's the Ben Simmons stuff where they're like, you know, we're open to the trades now. And I don't know why it took so long. Because the, the one thing I've never understood about the Ben Simmons thing is there's so many people, like so, 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 so many people I've heard say, you know, he could be a 30 point, 30% three-point shooter right now. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? This man shot 30% at the free throw line. And you guys think he's just going to be a 30% three-point shooter if he just started shooting them? Are you guys high? I, I don't even think... I, I'm dead serious. I don't think he makes 15% of his threes if he just started shooting them. I really don't think he makes 15% of his threes. Because people are like, oh, you know, he just lost his confidence. He did this stuff. He did that. And... Like I'm, I'm aware of like act like mental issues, but like, I, I just can't be like, you know, it's a mentality thing where he's just afraid or like that. I can't criticize him now because, you know, he he, the free throw shooting is impacting him mentally. I just can't. I just can't ever get that. I just I just can't get to that point. Like if something, like an Isaiah Thomas thing happened to like his sister tragically passed away like and let's say Isaiah was just awful after that I would understand it then I would lay off of him completely 100% but this thing like he started shooting poorly like he was playing like absolute garbage so then people got on him and then it's like oh you know it's mental issues like I'm sure he's having like mental problems now or like dealing with pressure and stress and all that but I can't just give him a pass for shooting 30% from the fucking free throw line that's what he did he set the lowest free throw percentage in playoff history that's the type of shit he was doing. And people are talking about this dude is going to shoot 30% from the three-point line. If he was shooting 30% from the three-point line, the 76 would probably win the championship. This year. They'd probably win the championship. Because you look at someone like even Marcus Smart. Like just, you just have to have those games. Marcus Smart can win you. Marcus Smart is not even close to as talented as Ben Simmons. But Mark, but. Marcus Smart would just randomly have games where he was making like he would make like four, five, six threes, seven threes, and it's like, oh, we won that game because Marcus made all those threes. Like that's the type of shit. Like Ben Simmons could just win you like two games doing that. Like just where he just randomly goes like four for six or something like that, and he could just win you games like that. But he doesn't even take them. So it's like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? And like all he does is stand in the dunker spot. And my other thing with him is like. It's, I guess it's a coaching thing too where I do feel like there's no reason for him to stand in the dunker spot when someone is posting up. He should never be uh, 
in a just a standing spot like he needs to always be moving always needs to be setting screens always needs to be doing something he can't just have his defender be completely uh um like unworried unaware like his defender has to be aware of what ben simmons is doing so like that that's something that's something that i think could could be a change but mostly it's free throw shooting like people try to compare him to Draymond and I get it and he should be doing a lot of the Draymond stuff but Draymond made 80 percent of his fucking free throws this year in the playoffs he's like 75 percent Ben Simmons is garbage at the free throw line um all right now that I've trashed Ben Simmons um so like they want an all-star player back and when you really think about it is that I, I would think you probably need a star back. Like, not a superstar, but, like, a star back. Like, you probably need, like, a Bradley Beal type back if you want to be a contender because if you have Embiid and then two all-star players and neither of them are stars, then you're, you don't really have a championship team, in my opinion. You would have to get lucky, like, you know, the Suns and the... Not the Suns. Uh, the Bucks have this year. And I guess... Sometimes that is good enough where, you know, you just get lucky and, like, it's like, let's just be in the position that we can get lucky and win. Maybe, but if you just want to be, like, a year-out, year-out contender, I think, you you have to get a star back. Because Ben Simmons, like, the idea of Ben Simmons is that even though he might not be a superstar, he's a star and that Tobias Harris is our third-best player, not our second-best player. So if you get back, let's just say, like, an all-star player. Let's just say you get back... A lower tier all star player. Um, who's a low tier all star player? I'm just going through my head real quick. Uh, just hypothetically speaking, you get a Drew Holiday. All right, like now you have two guys in Tobias and Drew that are ideally your third best player. Like that's just not good enough. That's just not good enough. And um, so I think what you would need is someone like a Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal is like the ideal thing, ideal player to trade him for. Or it would have to be a player, like a all-star player, and then also another like good starter. So I think it would have to be something like that. Um, because if you can't find it, I, I really, like, I just don't, I think you have to trade Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons on that team just provides nothing. Like defensively, obviously, he's really fucking good. You know, he did a monster job on Trey Young. Like, you know, Trey Young's shooting percentage is really bad that uh, that series. Entire playoffs, really. But, like, whatever. I don't want to get into that again. But Ben Simmons has to be off that team. Like, he's just... He's just not... He, I just don't see it with him on that team. Um, it is interesting, though, because if you trade him, you're, you're probably going to keep Seth Curry. But it's also, like... Let's say that you trade him for a point guard. Like, like who do you even trade him for? Like, you can't trade him, like, position-wise, it has to be a point guard, right? Because if you trade him for a wing, it's like, okay, now who's going to play point? Well, we're going to trust Maxi to play point now? I don't. I wouldn't trust that. And if you get a point guard, your backcourt is going to be 6'3 and 6'1 with Seth Curry and the point guard. So, like, it's there's so many... There's so many different... There's so many things going on here. It's, it's very strange. Um, personally, personally, I would be trying to trade Tobias and Ben. I'm, I'm getting rid of both of them. You know, I would trade Tobias for like a point guard. 
then I would trade Ben for like the best player available, the best player I can get for him. Or I would trade Ben for like um, a Damian Lillard type. Like just, I'm just throwing everything in there. Let's go get Dame. I'm throwing everything in there, whatever I need to. Let's go get Dame. And then I'm, th- I'm trading Tobias too, and we're getting more of like a, like a defensive type player in there. Like a defensive wing type player in there. And um, yeah. Uh, I think I already did Ben Simmons trades, but yeah, I think I already did Ben Simmons trades, so I don't really have any more of those. But, you know, that's all I had to talk about for today. You know, I'm going to do another podcast tomorrow when the game four happens. Very excited about that. Um, all right, thank you for listening, everyone. Doesn't